0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the show. This is your girl, the literary diva of Blog Talk Radio. And welcome into a very special author interview, featured author, as we should say. Can't wait to bring her on as her book is, I have to say, I'm a mystery genre fan anyway, so I knew this was going to be a really good book. But before, But before we bring her on, I like to say shouts out to all of our live listeners and all the rest of you who are listening live from wherever you are, however you're listening in, thank you guys so much for listening in and spending part of your Saturday with us. Um and again, uh also to those who will be playing back this broadcast, uh we really do appreciate you guys so much. As you all know, we've been a part of BTR since 2008. Can you believe that? Long time for us. So we love it here, and we're not going anywhere, as you can see, (laughs) or (laughs) hear. Part of you are probably listening from your computers, your smartphones, whatever smart device you guys are, are working with these days. Thank you so much for um tuning in however you can, whenever you can, and just um having us be a part of your ears. So thank you so much. And of course we all we're always encouraging all of our listeners to drop by Amazon or wherever books are sold in your community to pick up some of the hottest reads on the planet, including our featured guest book titled The Last Best Lie, which is a Madison McKenna mystery. And she's going to come on in a few minutes so she can talk to us all about it. Um, and again, of course, we always encourage many of you to share the gift of reading with someone that you know that's struggling or that cannot read. Reading is truly the most important um thing in one's life. Uh, so please, if you know someone who is struggling um or who cannot read because, you know, illiteracy is really an epidemic. A lot of people don't really realize that, but it truly is. So, you know, have some compassion um and politely and just compassionately, <clears throat> excuse me, talk to them about you know, um, getting some help and also sharing the resources that you know of um, with them, so that they can, you know, uh, get the gift of reading. You know, is nothing like picking up a book and just reading it. And of course, the many of you, millions of you, know that when you, that when you really can read it changes your entire life it changes everything that you do even if you're you know brushing up on your vocabulary skills it changes everything i'm serious so we're always you know encouraging all of you all out there that are listening to really have some compassion for the folks that are struggling um and um and that cannot read you know in our society We have what we call functional illiterates, which means they can only read just a little bit just to get them by, Um, but that's, that's truly it. So what we want you guys to do is just encourage people in your community that you know of that cannot read. And also, parents, if you're listening out there, work with your children. Make them read. 30, 35 minutes per night, I'm telling you, it's like the best thing ever. Those kids have the best lives ever when they can truly pick up a book and just read, read, read. So definitely, parents, don't forget to – you know um incorporate that and even if the school say oh well they're reading <laughs> they're reading uh during study hall no i don't think so make them read when they come home before they do anything else even if they don't like it it really helps them move forward in every subject that's out there math science social studies you know and you know and even though a lot of us parents may have you know Issues with the school curriculum these days, um, you know, but that's another topic for another day. Um, It's still our duty to push our kids in the right direction, and it starts with reading, so definitely incorporate that. Now, on to our guest. Our featured guest is the accomplished Kennedy Quinn. She is prior service. Hats off goes off to her, um, and as well... um, Definitely shouts out go go out to her and I'm gonna tell her that. And she, hopefully she is listening <laughs> for um, her service. Um, she is a she has a PhD and a master's in nuclear science. Come on guys, that's amazing, amazing. Um, she's had a very diverse military career. She joined the CIA where she's deputy deputy director of the NRO, and um, now she's. She has a mystery book that she wants to bring to the world and share with all of us. So let's please welcome and give it up for our featured guest, Miss Kennedy Quinn.
0: Hi, Kennedy. How are you? Hi. Uh, Thank you so much for doing this. And I tell you, I was just listening to what you were saying about the importance of reading. I cannot echo that enough. Um, It was hard for me to get time to read as a kid. Uh, no one really wanted me to read. And, and if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be where I was today. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely.
1: Wow. I'm I'm surprised about the not reading thing. Really? Is that oh, really true?
0: It really wow. is. So, uh, so part of uh, 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 what, as you said, I, I, I'm i a scientist today, but um, I grew up uh, basically during women's lib. So, yes, I, I am old enough to have an AOL account. Um, but in that time, <laughs> women were not encouraged uh, to be in the sciences. Um, we thought that they just weren't smart enough. So I was pretty actively discouraged from even doing my homework at times in favor of going and doing chores, like cleaning my brother's room. Wow. So uh, it was, I, as you said, I joined the military so I could get money to go to college because no one was yeah. going to get money to go to college at my you know, to be a scientist. Uh, so it it was it was a struggle to be taken seriously in my early years in trying to become a scientist. Um, and there's the barriers are still out there. We're still having all kinds yes. of issues discouraging women and minorities and socially and you know economically disadvantaged kids. Oh yeah, to get into what's called the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics um disciplines, STEM disciplines. So yeah. yes. But 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 you know what pays off and it can be done.
1: Yes and it does. Yes it does. Um you had a long career in the military as a mechanic. Was that your first job or did you have kind of did you have your different hat in the military?
0: So uh actually my first job I enlisted to go to money, you know, as I said to get money to go to school. I started out as an aircraft mechanic In the deep south, uh, in the 70s, Uh, I was one of the 1st they I'd ever had, but uh, I quickly, the military is really good at helping you get an education. So I was actually able to get my my undergraduate, my master's, and my doctorate, and in that time, I did everything from uh, nuclear research to I worked on hyperspectral imaging, if anybody knows what that is. We did some laser work. I basically did a whole lot of different things in my military career.
1: Um, wow.
0: Uh, and then as uh, my husband uh, fell a little ill, so it wasn't uh, good for us to keep moving. And then I joined the, the federal government, where I still do research today. I should probably correct something. I think my, my bio wasn't as, quite as accurate as it should have been. I'm the the director of research at the National Reconnaissance Office. Um, The deputy director is is my boss.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Hey. I'm the director of research.
1: It's good enough. I do the fun stuff. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to ask you before we get into your book, do you um, go out and talk to different schools and talk to different kids about what it's like to be on your job and things of that nature,
0: I certainly have done that. I don't get to do it as much as i I wish to anymore, but we definitely go out we bring uh we have science fairs that we often bring in uh I take opportunities especially with friends to be able to talk to uh high school students and grammar school students. And I actually also have a small scholarship that I'm putting on my website to uh encourage uh stem students science technology engineering, and mathematics students who maybe can't always make ends meet. It's not a lot of money, but yes. uh, it can help i I remember uh it books are expensive, and maybe sometimes you just uh studied a little hard out and you want to have a good meal so whatever it is. absolutely. Every little bit helps because these days,
1: you know, with the um, loans and everything, a lot of kids are graduating and they're in debt. So they're looking for those scholarships, you know, and they want those scholarships. And a lot of them are very hard to find and they're having to get those loans. But, you know, they want their education so bad that they are willing to, You know, get those loans and graduate, and if they have to pay them back, then they pay them back. But I always say start early. Start as early as you can looking for those loans, I mean those um, scholarships, because, you know, a whole lot of people that are, you know, um, I guess you could say in those circles of just knowing what to tap into, those are the ones that are grabbing those um, scholarships first.
0: But if yeah. you just
1: start early and just start to research early, you
0: can find some really good ones out there. Absolutely. And I have a few links on my uh my website, my Kennedy dot my KennedyQuinn dot com that lead people to other places to get scholarships. Um and I'm glad you said that. I'll go research some more, I'll put some more out there. i I just love to hear you talking like this.
1: Yeah, absolutely because I mean, well, education is so important, and I hear it in the community all the time. Where where our uh, parents are, they're not mad at the education system, but they are a little disappointed because of the because of the road that it's going down. Now it's you know it's a lot of uh, there's a lot of focus on the testing aspect, more so on just the teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, (laughs) so now parents are like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe this. You know, it's like the kids are coming home and they're like, uh, they're only getting just, you know, just a drop of what they should be getting. And so the parents are kind of having a fit because they're like, okay, well, when I was in school, you know mm-hmm. we got a whole subject on science from like start to finish or social studies now it's just like a drop of just everything so it's you know it's kind of like um you know and 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 you know the um the um school admin always say you know teaching starts at home first and now parents are really having to to uh, go back and teach or enroll their kids into some other program so that they can get the rest of what they're not getting. Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Now let's (laughs) talk about your book. Where did all this come from and how did you have time to write
0: this? (laughs) Yeah, having a full day job. Um well, most of it uh comes from fact i I of course always wanted to write my whole life um so I've collected lots of ideas, but mostly, I decided that I wanted to write about what I love, which is science, and I wanted to create a female scientist character who was actually kind of cool and and had a life and uh even had boyfriends uh because oftentimes the stereotypes that uh people get of women scientists is you know they're not particularly. Uh, they don't have much fun. They they act more like mm-hmm. men than women, which is which is oftentimes. So frankly, I was told if you want to be taken seriously in the community, you can't be so feminine. I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, so oh wanted- wow, <laughs> that's not good. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh it's a, you know everybody's always trying to put you in a box. You just have to keep cutting oh, yes. the tape and <clears throat> pushing your way out. But I Absolutely. wanted a character that was a lot of fun and that could show people that. Uh, female scientists could be clever and quirky and sassy and she has issues. She's not perfect, in my opinion. She's a little judgmental. Um and we will explore that as we uh we explore her character. But uh she's kind like of said she's kind of a female MacGyver so she uses whatever's available in front of her to solve uh crimes, to get herself out of trouble, to escape. I've done things like uh, make a taser out of a uh, disposable camera. Um, yeah. as you
1: wow!
0: Broken- it, it, it's <laughs> fun. I gotta tell you, though, it doesn't always work out well. I've actually uh, it's kind of cost me money because I try to try every device at home, so long as it doesn't blow something up. Uh, yeah. I did have an incident where I had to create a weapon out of what was in a guy's pocket, and, you know, what are in guy's pocket, um, car keys and condoms. So uh, I made one, and uh, is it okay for me to say that? got Yes, absolutely. Okay, absolutely, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I actually had to make sure this worked. And so what I did is uh, I did the experiment. I got some keys, and I kind of stuffed them in some condoms and said, well, it worked if I throw it across the room. And, unfortunately, I, I throw at the girl, and I catch, like, a blind girl. So I completely missed the calendar on the wall and hit the paint. And it doesn't oh. wash off paint. So it does because I really was tired of the color anyway. Uh, but uh, so part of it uh, comes down to the sort of gadgets that I see around, ideas that I have. Um, and, uh, you know, I just... Uh, I try them out. I try them out whenever I can. Some of it comes from things I did in grad school, uh, oh, or from okay. scientists of mine. Uh, let me see. Uh, I I would say that. Uh, of course, I also have the problem of sometimes my characters sort of take off on their own. I do try and script it as well as possible. Being a mystery, it kind of has to hold together. But I. Oh yes. I have, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to lay the clues. But I, I have my uh, main character, Madison, is very stubborn. Uh, and she decided at one point in the book that she wanted to uh, become attracted to a character that I really didn't want her to become attracted to. He was just supposed to be a red herring. But every time I wrote the scene, they ended up sort of groping each other. And no matter how many times oh, I tried to yes, talk yes. I stopped them. And I finally just gave in and went, okay, fine. Um, so he is now the character in the book called Hunter, who is uh, uh, a much older love interest of hers. Uh, it was not intended, but I couldn't keep them apart. So part of it all came when, together. Yeah. So part of it is about trying to create a new character that I thought would be a more positive role model. Um, part of it's the fun of science, um, and part of it is the characters just do whatever the characters want to do, and I write it down.
1: Um, Yes, I want to ask you, did you model her particularly after anyone in particular, or maybe did you take several, or I want to say, did you take pieces from, like, different people that you may have, you know, come in contact with just over time and just put that into Madison?
0: So I think, uh, you know, I think every author better admit that part of it, every major character is a bit of an alter ego. So I would Mm -hmm. say that some of her is in me. I tend to be a little sassier than I should, um, but it works on most occasions. Um, Some of it uh, is based on uh, just some of the fun characters, both male and female, I went through in grad school. Uh, had this one gentleman I used to work for, and he could not stop fiddling with anything that was on the table and he would just make anything <laughs> to, you know, to, to something that was a little even dangerous like he just he, he was amazing and I, I went to grad school with him, so she's part that um other characters uh too I would say besides Madison I have a um a powerful character her name is uh f lawyer. Fancy Gloriana Scarlett Smith, we just call her F. Gloria, and she's largely based on a lot of the women I grew up with, including a a bit of an homage to my sister, who uh, went through an awful lot as a kid, but she always came out swinging, you know, she just always missed. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) uh, <clears throat> um, and, you know, I I, I have a, I, I made uh, some characters. I made one who was an homage to uh, Raymond Chandler. I adore his work. Um, and I even have some animal characters that were concocted over animals that I know. Um, I happen to be a big bull riding fan, which is kind oh, of a story. Oh, really? From- <laughs> well, uh, you know, to try and make it a short story, I got stuck in an ice storm in North Dakota, on a business trip for about five days, and there was nothing on TV but bull riding and South Park marathon. <laughs> uh, oh my, my goodness. goodness! So I started. Uh, I, I just got hooked on it. You know, there's no such thing as a um, a fat cowboy. <laughs> They're all, you know, very fit, and it's easy. And they really do uh, take, contrary to con- a popular myth, they take very good care of these bulls. They are incredibly pampered animals. And if you watch bull riding, you can actually kind of become fans of the bulls themselves. So yes, I have yes a, you I can. Bull, they're so cute, you know, for 2,000, pound, um, 2000 pounds of muscle. But uh, I made a character in my book. Uh, she's a pet bull called Spinal Snap. Um, and she's a, a, a kludge of two of my favorite bulls, um, Little Yellow Jacket and Booger Butt. And you just have to be able to run. Oh, I just no, take it. I everywhere. have.
1: Yes, I have seen that on television. And yes, mm-hmm. you are absolutely correct. They are very pampered, very pampered animals. Very pampered.
0: They, they are. I. Uh, there is one bull I know of who has is addicted to waffles, and I'm having my character addicted to <gasps> waffles because of that. Um, she, oh, he's wow. He's managed his life. So, so it,
1: it, oh it, it's my just, just fun. Yeah, that I, is. I, and, you know, I, I don't hear many people say that they're bull riding fans, but that is very no. interesting. But just to see it, no, just to see it on television, it's very interesting because oftentimes it's like, oh, my God, that person is really going to get hurt. I
0: <laughs> you know? know I, you have to believe that the first time someone got on a bull, it had to have been preceded by the statement "Here, hold my beer," because that just doesn't make a lot of sense to do that.
1: Absolutely no, it, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's like they survive, and I mean, it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's it's their thing, and it's you know, it's what they do. But. Um, I have a question for you. Have you always yeah. been a fan of of the MacGyver-type shows or, like, of the mystery genres?
0: I I have, absolutely. Um, I would be glued to the television. Everything he did, I would try and do. I have some scars left over from some of that. Um, I, I love mysteries. Uh, I also like the darker mysteries of Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read a little bit of everything. I'm uh, rereading probably for the eighth time the entire Jim Butcher Dresden files, uh, and that's very inspirational because he's a great great character writer. Um, and I my my library is so eclectic. Sometimes people don't think it belongs to one person. I will read just about anything you put in front of me. Wow.
1: wow, and that's good, though, but that that is good because a lot of people kind of stick just to one or two um, type of um, genres, but reading, you know, a diverse array of just a lot of things can definitely help you in your writing as you create your characters.
0: And you had asked me a question a moment ago that I – forgot to ask that might help some of your other uh, readers who are interested in becoming writers, especially if they have a full-time job. You asked me about um, where I write. I, I basically write anywhere and everywhere I possibly can, at, at night, after work, snow days, on airplanes. Um, I told someone the tale of, of having, a, I, I will sit on luggage outside of airports waiting for my ride, and I will be sitting there writing, um, just any anywhere at any time. I have taken digital recorders and wrote my entire second book while uh, at 30-minute segments while exercising on the elliptical in the morning. So just write. Wow, just write. that's you amazing. That's amazing. And everyone
1: Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely, because, you know, if you, you know, and we always encourage people to, you know, if you can, you know, even if you, because a lot of people say that they get stuck in the writer's block type of thing, but I honestly don't believe in writer's block. I believe that you can step away, you can kind of take a breather, you know, and, you know, it's just like you say, write every day, even if it's just one word, two words, something, Write something down because it really keeps your head in what you're doing. If you're writing a novel, it keeps your head there. You know, if you're creating your characters and you're creating that whole character thing, it really keeps your mind there. So absolutely, I'm with you on that. Writing every day definitely helps. I have a question for you. Did yes. you purposely um uh, uh, create Madison to not have a whole lot of street smarts? But I have to say, even even though she doesn't seem like she she doesn't, she seemed like she does.
0: I guess she that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> She's got some natural instincts, but um, she's led a bit of a sheltered life. I kind of created Madison Mm -hmm. to, in some ways, almost be a mirror image of myself. Uh, I came uh, from more of a blue-collar family, so I'm more comfortable in the world that she's trying to get into. And it was kind of a culture shock to me to get into academics because that was the exact opposite. So I'm trying to turn that on its head and try to remember the awkwardness that I felt when I tried to become, uh, to get into academics when I was, you know, had never been a raised around anybody who even valued um, uh, school. And I wanted to her to feel that awkwardness. I, I, I want her to think that she's uh, she's ready to handle everything and get knocked back a couple of times and mm-hmm. actually get better at it. So a char- someone asked me a character arc I have about her is, is she will eventually get very savvy Maybe to the point that she forgets her roots a little bit, and she's probably going to have to. I'm going to give her an apprentice that she's going to have to to train herself in the future. Uh, I just want to make her very real. So uh, yeah, I did. I deliberately, I did deliver, deliberately make her a little naive. It's going to hurt her, but okay. that's life. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: What has been the response from your family and friends about
0: your book? Oh, they're ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> they they can't help themselves. They're very helpful to me. They're trying to uh, get it out there as a brand-new book. I have no following at all except for, by word of mouth. And, you know, like I said, the the kindness of people like you who let me get on the air and talk about it. I the, My family uh, today is incredibly supportive of it, and, and that That's really helps me. So now I don't want to make them feel bad. I, I want to keep writing good, well. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, do you have um and I know that you were talking about possibly future books um is there any future books that you can kind of talk about?
0: um well, I actually have the second book written already uh, and amazing it has to do with, yes, oh, it's done. I just have to have time to rewrite it. uh, I have a whole series arc. the second one actually comes out of a uh sort of a haunted house theme. I I decided to write around October, and uh, Madison's friend, Zach, is very much a believer in ghosts and supernatural, and she's very much not. So I get to put her in a situation where she has to question the the solidity of her own beliefs. You know, is there maybe something a little bit more out there? And I try and leave it open. But it's it's a lot of fun, uh, as I always try and make them fun. Uh, I have character arcs uh, in the future. I, I, there are a number of places that I want to take her on the planet, um, put her in some uh, unusual situations where it's not just her science, but maybe she has to change her mind about her frequency notions of other people while she changes their minds about her, if that makes sense. Oh, that, that right.
1: sounds good. Do you have any future book signings that's coming up? That you can um, possibly, you know, that folks can come out and get the book and meet you and talk to you about it, about your
0: book. We are trying to set a few up. The book actually just hit the market, got on people's desk last week. So I don't have mm-hmm. some specific dates right now, uh, but I, I do have the website, and the website has my publicist. So, uh, and Frank, if anyone wants to send me an email at KennedySQuinn, at gmail.com, dot com, I'll figure out how to get them a, a note plate or something for their book. But thank you for okay. having us, but not today.
1: Okay. And um and I know that you just mentioned your website, but um any social media where the um listening audience or the um the fans can keep up with what you're doing and um your future writings.
0: Yes, and again, thanks for asking. I have a Facebook page, uh, Kennedy Quinn. Uh, it's Kennedy Susan Quinn. You might have to use that because there is a, there might be another Kennedy Quinn out there. Sometimes people found I had a little time fo- trouble finding me. The best thing to do is go to kennedyquinn.com, and at the bottom there are links to my Facebook and my Twitter and my my social media accounts there. So I'm okay. happy to get new friends. Absolutely.
1: Well, Miss. Thank you so much for spending part of your Saturday with us. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about your book and your life and things like that. You are an inspiration. I mean, and, you know, it's just like you said, Is you know, it's very hard for, you know, you know, just the whole barrier of just being a woman and getting into certain things. But um, I really thank you for coming on and sharing a bit about your background and, your uh book in your future writings and we definitely invite you back. Definitely.
0: Anytime. Well thank you so much. You are you are wonderful. I love your website. Your your collection of authors is so eclectic and interesting. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. We strive to have a diverse you um, do. You know, an array of people on here because, you know, we're all in this together. We're all kind of doing the same thing. So, yes. Um, but you are definitely invited back anytime. And again, I really appreciate you for coming on and uh, definitely good luck with your book. And I know it's yeah. going to do absolutely well. Thank you.
0: Okay. Thank you very much.
1: All right. Enjoy your Saturday.
0: You too. <laughs> bye bye.
1: Okay, bye-bye. All right, everybody, that was author um, and director, Miss Kennedy Quinn, um, uh, director at the NRO of Research. She is amazing. Go to Amazon and get her book. It is available now. So with that being said, everybody, this is your girl, the literary diva of Blog Talk Radio. This has been another very interesting um, author chat with author and uh, deputy director, Kennedy Quinn. And then, of course, you all out there listening, thank you so much. Enjoy this beautiful Saturday, and God bless you guys.